This is Husker Sports Network Originals, presented by JTEC Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Husker Sports Network Originals tell iconic stories from Husker history, featuring insights from the players and coaches who lived them. Subscribe to the Husker Sports Network on your favorite podcast service. And now, our team, our time. The story of the 2009-10 Nebraska women's basketball season. women's basketball our team our time was more than a simple slogan it defined a program changing team and brought Husker Nation inside a monumental record-setting season the greatest in school history I'm Matt Coatney the voice of Husker women's basketball having a front row seat for the 2009-10 Husker season was magical Nebraska swept through the regular season undefeated won the Big 12 conference title earned a number one seat in the NCAA tournament and advanced to the first Sweet 16 in school history. We'll relive that season through the eyes of those that lived it on this Husker Sports Network podcast, Our Team, Our Time, the story of the 2009-10 Nebraska women's basketball team. The story of the 09-10 team really started the previous season. Nebraska's best player, senior Kelsey Griffin, was hurt in the preseason with an ankle injury that would sideline her for the entire year. And for a team that had advanced to the second round of the NCAA tournament the season prior and had the nucleus of the team returning, losing Griffin had a devastating effect. However, according to Connie Yori, then head coach of the Huskers, the team had a decision to make. Well, I think any time that things are tough and you there's adversity in your life, you have to you you get really two choices. (laughs) You get the choice of, you know, going backwards or going forward. And I felt like that year the year before our 2010 season, it was, you know, a pretty average year and we were a little disappointed. Now we had a series of injuries that didn't help us, but it really did bring our team together in terms of, hey, we want to accomplish some things and we want to be better. And we know we're better than than the way we played this this past season. And obviously, you know, getting Kelsey back um, in her fifth year that year was a huge keep. Here's Corey Griffin blocks the shot and Iworth and gets the ball and gets fouled. She gets the trifecta, the block, the steal, and the foul. She's doing it all. In and out of the cup. Griffin, another rebound. Wow. Back up over Ashley Smith that scores. Kelsey Griffin, an All-American kind of tournament. She's got 19. Without those injuries and without sitting out that season, I wouldn't have been the player I was. And 
Whether the team would have had the success it did or not, I mean, that's hard to say, but I think for me personally, being able to sit out and see the coaching staff, empathize with them, understand for the first time what practices look like through their eyes, and see my teammates in a new light too, and really have that different perspective, completely changed who I was as a leader and who I wanted to be as a teammate. And I think that was really what helped prepare me for that next season. Griffin's teammates agreed, and senior forward Corey Montgomery noted how it made everyone tougher. Um, it's hard to say. You know, you can never go back and, and change the past, but I think it definitely helped drastically, you know, not having that go-to player to rely on every single game. We had to really, you know, bond together on the court and find other ways to, whether it was, you know, get a rebound or a score basket, because we know those 20 points from Kelsey we weren't going to get every night. I think it definitely made us a lot tougher and stronger with both our play and our mentality when it came to having that mental toughness in the games. For my Husker Sports Network broadcast partner, Jeff Grease, the previous season was crucial in the success of the 2009-10 team. I think the 2008-09 season had a huge impact on the 2009-10 season because of the effort that the leadership group that that team had put in during the summer. Because throughout a lot of that summer, there was still a lot of doubt whether Kelsey Griffin was going to play at all. I mean, it came right up until basically the start of fall practice before anybody was 100% sure that Kelsey was going to play that season. I just remember that kind of unknown quantity that Kelsey was, but all the players were preparing for Kelsey to be 100% back, and they were going to give themselves, the team, and Kelsey, if she was there playing, 100% of their attention. I think that was a big factor in the 2009-10 season. Griffin's return had a major impact on that magical season, but according to junior guard Dominique Kelly, it was a newcomer to the team that changed how that season played out. I think it was a combination of a few things. Obviously, again, our leader, Kelsey, sat out that year. I think we also, though, were not necessarily so much the struggle, but everybody was just a whole lot older. Everybody had like so much more playing experience. I know a person that we cannot go without talking about is Lindsey Moore. Lindsey Moore did Vonnie Turner and myself a huge favor in allowing us to play kind of our more natural positions. Lindsey Moore goes right at the hole with the playground shot, and it counts, and a foul. Ten first half points for that freshman from Washington. We weren't point guards, and we, and we did those things until Lindsey got here. I don't think it was as much about struggling the year before, so to speak, as much as it was, we were older, we had our leader back, and then we got extremely blessed having Lindsey Moore that allowed Vonnie and I to play our more natural positions. Moore uses a single high ball screen, spins to the lane, puts it up, and it counts to the foul! Lindsey Moore, offensive-minded, coming off the screen at the top of the key. Honestly, I didn't feel any pressure at all. I felt like it was an easy transition just because you had veteran people all around me that made it easy for me to do my job. You know, my biggest focus going into that whole season was A, I just wanted to contribute in some way, and B, I just wanted to make sure that our team got put in the right position and I didn't turn the ball over. You know, the biggest thing for me was just getting everyone into the right spot and getting the ball to the right person at the right time. And Honestly, with the team that we had and who was on the floor for us, it was an easy job. So for me, I didn't really feel that pressure because I had the leadership around me and I had the veterans around me. I mean, it just speaks to the quality of basketball player she is, the high IQ she has, but also 
the type of person she is to want that challenge, you know, to as a senior in high school say, you know what, I want to come in and I want to make a difference and I want to step up to that. And I think being able to play with Lindsay my senior year is a huge reason why I had success. Moore, no look pass, Pylob underneath, Griffith scores off the great assist from Lindsay Moore. Another senior was key to the Huskers' success in the 2009-10 season. Vonnie Turner elevated her level of play, and I think it really gave her the idea that she could play basketball for a living. When people can play to their best of their ability because of where they fit in the puzzle that is the five that are on the court, special things happen. And that's what came together, you know. Vonnie was able to play her up the court tenacious defense and not have to worry about bringing the ball down the floor. This is steal for Vonnie Turner at half court. One on none, big play for VT, and the Huskers pull it in two. She had the legs then to be able to knock down those threes, and she put a ton of time in the gym to get better at her three-point shooting. At the high post, Griffin takes Byford off the dribble, deep right side, Vonnie Turner's first three attempt is good. You betcha, Vonnie Turner gives the Huskers a seven-nothing lead. Lindsey Moore's arrival also opened up opportunities for junior guard Dominique Kelly. Turn around from the left side for Griffin, bounces, won't fall. Taken away by Dominique Kelly. Stripped it clean, and it counts! And a foul! What a strong play by Neek in the lane. She ripped it away from Rachel Madrigal to give the Huskers a lead and the N1. It really was about a phenomenal senior class. And in addition to, I think, Dominique Kelly was essentially, she too was a great leader. And so there was really seven great leaders in that program, even though, you know, some of them didn't even get to play a lot, but they all brought something to the table. And I think that's what makes, it doesn't matter if it's a business world or, or the athletic world, when everybody's on the same page and everybody wants to do the right things for one another and they, they all buy in, that's when great things happen. Steal for Dominique Kelly takes it away from Britney Spears, and Neek has had a great game. She's got 18. Kathy McConnell-Miller takes her final timeout. Ball is slipped out of Buchanan's hands. Kelly is on a two-on-one break. Kelly and Turner. Kelly against Tyra White, and it counts! And a foul! Tyra Whiter's second foul! Dominique Kelly breaks 10,889 to her feet. Corey Montgomery was the fifth starter on that championship team. 16 minutes exactly remaining first half. Moore comes to the top of the key all alone. Corey Montgomery for two. You betcha! Off the inbounds, assist from Lindsey Moore. Huskers lead it by eight. Corey did her thing outside so I could do my thing inside. And I think then we had people coming in off the bench and, you know, knocking down their shots, backing themselves and playing together. And I think that's really what made that year so much fun was that everyone really accepted and excelled at the roles that they had. Corey Montgomery could put up big points offensively, and she was a center who could shoot threes at that time, which was not so common. On the right wing, Nicole Niels gets her defender in the air. Deep right side, Corey Montgomery for three. You betcha! Corey Montgomery has hit two threes in a row. She's got 12, and the Big Red leads it by eight. Tori Verdi was an assistant coach for the Huskers in 2009-10. He felt Montgomery's role the previous season elevated her play for the championship season. Yeah, I, I think without that year, we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have, had that year the following year. I, it prepared everyone else. Other people had to step up. And when I, I think one of the best things that it ever did, it just gave everybody else more confidence. And you go back and you think about it, Corey Montgomery had to fill some really big shoes. We really needed her you know, to score the ball for us. We needed, you know, that production offensively from her. And she was, you know, our number one post player at that point in time. And we got the ball into her over and over and over again. And I think that allowed her to have that confidence, which continued the following year. 
Nebraska had its leader back after a season-long injury, a spunky, playmaking freshman point guard to run the offense, and three season veterans that comprised the starting lineup for all but three games that season. The bench was full of veterans as well. I think Kayla Kuhlman and Nicole Neals and Nikki Bober all looked at it and said, we're going to give these guys everything we had. We were the recruiting class that was supposed to be the one that elevated Nebraska to another level, and they made sure that happened. It took all four years for those five, and then Kelsey, but they made sure that that happened because they bought in fully to the whole process of what was going on. Kayla Coleman's in there, and KK buries a triple. Huskers have hit three threes, and Kayla Coleman nails one. Top of the key, Periago throws underneath to Kent Redmond. What a great pass by Jessica Periago, and Redmond lays it in. Griffin, Montgomery, Turner, Kelly, and Moore all made up the core of that Husker team. However, the bench players were equally as important in the eyes of Sean Gilbert, another one of the assistants on Yuri's staff. You can say whatever you want about that team, how great they were on the basketball floor. That was even a better group of, of people. Like, you know, they were just great people on and off the floor, high character players. And, and when I go out and recruit, the first thing I tell our recruits is you got to be a high character kid because high character kids are successful. And that group had, however many we had 12, 15 kids of high character and they accepted whatever role. You look at some players, you know, Caitlin Burke, Kayla Coom, and they accepted their roles. And when they were put on the stage, they performed. And, and that's, that's character and that's believing in those pillars. The Huskers started the 09-10 season unranked, but they raced through the November portion of the non-conference season with relative ease. And after knocking off Northern Illinois on December the 13th, Nebraska was ranked 20th and had a 10-0 record. Looming large, though, was a Sunday afternoon game at the Devaney Center against fifth-ranked LSU. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember it because we, you know, going into the season obviously weren't ranked and we were slowly getting some recognition for our play as a team. And I believe they were the first ranked team we had played that year. So just going into that, you know, the energy's high and it's like we have a chance to make a statement by beating, you know, a top five team with them being ranked number five. And so when we came out the victors, it was, you know, a great feeling that, hey, we can compete with the people that are at the top. And then we progressively, you know, improved throughout that year and showed that that was the truth. And it wasn't just a one game fluke. There was electricity because of seeing this team play early. It was a whole different level of intensity, enthusiasm, buzz, like a palpable buzz in the crowd. From the point of the LSU game on for the rest of the home games throughout the season, there was a real buzz that you could feel from every movement that was going around on the floor for every play. They were pretty tense. That was really the first big test we had. Like, this is a national level game, and we hadn't been in that position, you know, the year before, even when we played some of those nationally ranked teams, we, we didn't compete at the level we wanted to. We really felt like we could, and so here we are on the national stage against a program that was well-known, a coach that's well-known, well-respected. Well but again, as tense as it was and as big a moment as it was, that team was relaxed and focused on what we were gonna do. No, I just think it was, just another game in, in my eyes you know it it wasn't like oh we're playing LSU you know oh my god I just thought that we went into that game knowing that we're the best team on that floor that was our mentality like it didn't matter who we were playing against we just felt that we were going to win no matter what that we had better players we had the better team and the fact that you know we were playing at home we were not going to lose I do remember coming out for warm-ups 
And I think we had around 8,000 people that game. And it would have been one of the larger crowds that we had had, I think, in my time at Nebraska. And they were loud. And that was fun. And that's what I remember most about that game was the energy in that stadium propelled us, I think, even farther. I give the, the coaches talk a lot about the players and how well the players played. I remember they dissected that game plan and we stuck, we stuck to it to a T. And so I think the coaches as well deserve a lot of the credit. But um, what I do remember about that is a few fun and one celebrations, but more importantly, the crowd just being loud and being like, this is fun, I want more of this. I think it was because of the quality of LSU won and the quality of the athletes on LSU's team that season specifically, but that team was a team who was coming off Final Four seasons. And so it was really kind of a year of change a little bit in the top 10 in college basketball and the movement that was going on. And Nebraska that season, with a game against LSU, squarely put themselves in the discussion. And because that Nebraska team was a team that was still evolving and growing and figuring themselves out, I think that that reordering that was inevitable was going to go wherever Nebraska went. And the reordering was inevitable if Nebraska played the way they could and they did that game and then they maintained it for like 18 more regular season games after that. In all my years on the Husker women's basketball broadcast, there are a handful of truly memorable plays against LSU. Kelsey Griffin provided one of those unforgettable moments. Spins in the lane, deep left side, Dominique Kelly going to drive baseline, gives it back to Kelsey Griffin. She's going to explode down the lane, puts it up, and it counts! And a foul! Kelsey Griffin with 14 with a chance for 15! So Kelsey's on the block, and she's getting a down screen, and she just explodes up through it to get a catch at the elbow, or however far she has to go. She catches it and immediately rips it, and wherever that defense is, she's going by him and then she's got to finish at the rim. Well, the last time it happened, Taylor Turnbow had the unfortunate reality of having to figure out how to stop it. And she was still getting off the contact when Kelsey was ripping through. And so she squared up to play defense on a player that wasn't there anymore. And Kelsey just caught it and went. She didn't do anything special. She just did what Kelsey does. It wasn't just Griffin in the lane. The Huskers were clicking from downtown also. Now Lindsey Moore dribbles high on the left side, throws to the right side of the key. Corey Montgomery dials up a three. You betcha! Off the assist from Lindsey Moore. Corey's got three threes at 13 points. LSU had been to four straight Final Fours, but in the end, it was Kelsey Griffin who shined the brightest that afternoon. 10 on the shot clock. Moore, no look pass. Kelsey Griffin's got 30! She's got 30! Huskers lead it 77-61 on the exclamation point basket by Kelsey Griffin. The biggest crowd to ever see a non-conference game in Lincoln. 7,717 people watched Nebraska get just their second ever win over a top five opponent in school history. Turner dribbles with four seconds to go, and the Huskers are 11-0, and they've knocked off fifth-ranked LSU, 77 to 63 today at the Devaney Center. I do remember that it was a big win for us, and I think it was something that got us over the hump. And, you know, we're, we're playing a, you know, they were a top five team at that point. And we put, you know, if I remember right, I think we dominated the game. And I think, you know, that was one of the big steps that particular season. But there was a lot of them along the way. There's a lot of things that, but I think that game 
you know, I think in the non-conference that was uh, something that I think gave us the hope that we could be, hey, we could be pretty good. We weren't surprised after we won. You know, as a coaching staff, we got together and we talked about it. We weren't surprised because we saw the work that was put forth prior to. The win catapulted Nebraska to 13th in the national rankings. Two games later, they started the 2010 calendar year at Vermont, ranked 12th, with a chance to finish non-conference play perfect for the first time in school history. Well, my memories of the game first are that's a long trip, and that was a, a commercial flight into an airport that was covered in snow. And what I remember most was landing in Maine so that we could get a pilot who could get us to Vermont. Okay, that's how difficult it was to get there. And then when we came out of the airport, there was a series of men standing on the roofs of their houses, scooping snow off their roofs. That's how much snow was there. And it's not like you're in a really highly populated place in the first place. But when we got there, it felt more like we were in the backwoods of Sweden than, than Vermont. I mean, you had no idea. There were people skiing on the sidewalks, right? I mean, that's how they were getting from place to place. And so that kind of uncertainty was what is honestly the most memorable thing in the lead up to the game. Kelsey Griffin spins, spins again, puts it up. How did she do that? She scores. Kelsey's got 13. That Nebraska team really came about in that game for me like here's what we just overcame we overcame this travel we overcame this snow we overcame these people skiing to the front door that team just totally shook it off thought it was funny and then came out and basically just an explosion of quality basketball for 40 minutes bonnie turner for three no rebound kelsey griffin spins on the right side of the lane puts it up and a couch and a foul that's an all-american kind of play the media that was there to see vermont match up with Nebraska, having some general idea of what Nebraska was, but not necessarily sure of what Vermont was, walked away from the game thinking, whoa, I don't know that I'm going to see a better team than Nebraska this year. And I, I don't know that I did. I mean, I don't know that I saw Nebraska play much better in my lifetime of watching Nebraska women's basketball than I did on that specific night. It didn't matter what Vermont did. They could have played with eight people. Nebraska could have played five on eight in that game and won by 20. That's how good Nebraska was that night. With the win over Vermont, Nebraska finished non-conference play undefeated, 13-0. The Huskers were rolling, but the tough Big 12 schedule was looming. Husker Sports Network Originals are presented by JTEC Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Find out more about this great Husker partner at jtechconst.com. Now back to Our Team, Our Time, the story of the 2009-10 Nebraska women's basketball season. When I look at the 2010 season, there's several. One, the LSU game that we talked about, because I think that's undeniable. That's a breakthrough moment for a team like you don't get to see very often. I think the Texas game that year was very similar because Kelsey really owned that team as an athlete. And that was eye-opening. Like if you're going to out-athlete LSU and Texas, you probably just did something in 2010. Top of the key, Kelsey Griffin, ball pick. Deep right side, her pass for Turner is picked off by Brittany Raymond, who's running down the floor, angles it, blocked by Kelsey Griffin, and it goes in the hands of Nicole Neals. That's an All-American saving that play. Here go the Huskers down the floor. They've got numbers. Dominique Kelly into the forecourt. Stops, backs it out, looks, bounces down low. Corey Montgomery, solo with Gale. Back out on the left wing. Dominique Kelly for three. You betcha! Kelsey Griffin saved the play. And Gale guessed it for his goal to timeout. Meeks got 13, and the fans explode and go crazy at the Devaney Center. A 12-point win over 19th-ranked Texas at Devaney set up one of the most memorable games of the season. 
11th-ranked Nebraska against number 9 Baylor in Waco. Heading into that game, Nebraska had never beaten a top-10 team in a true road game, and the Lady Bears had shot-blocking freshman sensation Brittany Griner making national headlines. Baylor's biggest crowd of the season and a national TV audience added to the intensity. If there's one thing I remember about that season, that's the story I probably have told over the years the most. But essentially, Brittany Griner, who's one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time, also 6'8", so our strategy in that game was to use Corey away from the basket a lot with the expectation that depending on who was guarding, uh, she was going to guard, we're going to use whoever it was, Kelsey or Corey away from the basket to, you know, pull her away from the basket, get her away from the rim so that we could maybe get to the basket. And so that particular game, Corey was a pretty good three-point shooter, but she was also our center, so to speak. And at one point in the game, Corey pulls up to shoot a three, you know, at, um, right in front of our bench. And Brittany, I mean, you, I don't know where she came from. I mean, she had to be standing, I mean, literally her feet had to be in the lane to start. And she came out and she blocked the shot and it didn't, wasn't just a block. I mean, the, the ball literally went over our bench. And I remember like turning going, oh my gosh, you know? And so it's our ball out of bounds, okay? Shot clock, whatever. And we got the ball in bounds and we swung it around the perimeter a couple times and all, and Corey had a shot, essentially the same shot, but this time at the top of the key. And Brittany comes flying at her and she just nailed it as calmly as she could. Four deep on the left side. Bonnie Turner bounces down low. Griffin out top. Montgomery's three over. Griner is good. Gives Nebraska the lead. Corey's got nine. And I remember at that moment, I really do remember that moment thinking, we're pretty tough and we're pretty good. And as much as so many other things happened that season, that, that was the moment for me that I thought, we are, we're special. And it was, it, that was about Corey and there was other moments about other great players, but I think that was kind of a example of kind of the type of team we were. It felt great. I mean, she's a, a long wingspan and a tough player to play against, but you know, I think I got blocked a few times in that game and coach is like, just keep shooting, you know, you just gotta do what you do. And so it was pretty cool to come back and kind of stick it to her. Like, you're not gonna block all of them. That's who we are. You talk about toughness and that's like the Nebraska way. Like we were so tough and Corey did not allow her to, you know, and she didn't get rattled, you know, and, and when she just got the next pass and knocked down the three, we knew it was our time. Next play, you know, there was a lot of hype, obviously, behind Baylor, another really good program um, in terms of their women's basketball history. But, I mean, we had been prepared. We kind of knew what we were going to face. So you just, you know, everything's not always going to work in your favor, but you got to just continue to play the game. And if you do enough little things right, hopefully you'll give yourself an opportunity to come out on top. Well, I think in some ways it's a microcosm of the whole season. And the microcosm maybe of the careers of that entire group of seniors, which is basically, hey, you're gonna get punched in the mouth in this game. And it's how you respond to it that's important. She had a choice. Well, I can either quit or I can make the most of this season. And that's what she did. A block shot by a superior athlete? Who cares? We still have the ball. Knock down a three. What do you think about that, superior athlete? Corey Montgomery's three-pointer over Brittany Griner was undoubtedly a major moment in the game. However, it was the play of Kelsey Griffin that proved to be the difference. Pullman, left side quarter court, down in the left short corner. Montgomery's going to go, flips it up, misses a shot. Rebound, Kelsey Griffin, and she scores! Kelsey's got 13, Huskers lead it by seven. And you talk about wanting to win a possession. And the other way, offensive foul! 
Kelsey Griffin takes her fourth charge of the game as Nene Hayden runs her over. If that's not an All-American, I don't know who is. Toughest player in the world, Kelsey Griffin. When I think back about that Baylor game, I remember it being a true test. Like it was, it was a hard place. And I personally had a ton of history at Baylor from my freshman season and my junior season. And so we hadn't been successful in Baylor and it had been really rough. And so I was intimidated going in there, but had a new belief because of this group that I got to go on the floor with and the type of toughness that we had. And I think the thing about the four charges is why not? You know, it was the play to make. It was the position I was in and I just wanted to do whatever I could to make my team successful and to be a great teammate. And that's what Coach Lurie taught us was to be great teammates and taking charges was part of that. And so that's what I did. Moore still dribbling. We'll cross half court with eight on the shot clock. 41 seconds to go. Huskers lead by eight. Bonnie Turner for three. Right corner. You betcha. Turner's got 22. Career high six threes. Nebraska leads it. 65-54. Double digit lead on the road at Baylor. Huskers knock off Baylor 65-56. Nebraska remains undefeated. They are one of only three undefeated teams in Division I women's basketball, along with UConn and Wisconsin Green Bay, and they are now 3-0 in Big 12 play, and the first road win over a top 10 team in school history. Vonnie Turner hit a career-high six three-pointers, half of Nebraska's school record 12 triples in the game. It was Brittany Griner's only home loss in her four seasons at Baylor. Nebraska was riding a school record and Big 12 record 16-game winning streak as they returned home as the seventh-ranked team in the nation to face Kansas State. A school record crowd of more than 13,000 showed up for a midday matchup with the Wildcats, and Turner continued her white-hot shooting from downtown. Right corner, Vonnie Turner is hit four! She's hit four threes in the first half! Turner tied her career high with six threes that afternoon and had a blistering 17 in a three-game stretch. The win over Kansas State locked up Nebraska's best 17-game start in school history, surpassing the 16-1 start by the 1996-97 squad. Next up was a road game in Lubbock to face Texas Tech. Here's a steal as Small threw it right to Kelsey Griffin. Ahead it comes, Lindsey Moore. No look pass, Kelsey Griffin scores off the assist from Lindsey Moore. Kelsey's got 20. Lindsey ties her career high with her ninth assist. Now ranked sixth. The Huskers picked up their first win ever at Texas Tech in dominating fashion. Think about this. Nebraska was 0-7 all-time in Lubbock. 0-7! They led this game by 26 at the half and never looked back, winning 89-47. And the Huskers weren't just winning. They were embarrassing teams. Nebraska's 42-point road victory was the most lopsided road conference win for NU in school history, eclipsing a 31-point win over Kansas State at Bramlage Coliseum in 1998. But the 18-0 Huskers faced another road game at a place they had historically struggled, Boulder, Colorado. Nebraska suffered 20 straight losses to the Buffaloes in Boulder between 1986 and 2006. 20, but none of that mattered on a late Saturday afternoon in the Flatirons. Now she throws to the high post, picked off Corey Montgomery, picks it up, she's one on none. Corey Montgomery lays it up over Seabrook. Corey Montgomery in double figures with 11. Big Red with her biggest lead of the game at 15. Husker fans in big numbers out here today. Stand and applaud, and that is it. Your Nebraska Cornhuskers are 19-0. They defeat Colorado 80-64 in Boulder this afternoon. February comes down to the teams that 
want it the most, really. It's not necessarily the most talented team. It's not necessarily the team that's put the most time into anything. It's the team on that night who wants it the most, who is mentally prepared for it, and um, that's the Big 12 for you. You know you have to bring it every night. February, it just gets that much harder. I was dying about a minute into the game. You know, when I was talking to somebody else um, just a couple minutes ago about that, and she said that we didn't look like we were very tired, but credit to Coach Yuri and her system. We play a lot of kids, so um, our sub rotation helps that out a lot. And like I said, I think collectively over the 40-minute span, our ability to sub just kind of took a toll on them and wore them out. By now, the fever surrounding Nebraska women's basketball was nearly off the charts. The Huskers had climbed into the top five in the national rankings, and the fourth-ranked Huskers were getting ready to host 10th-ranked Oklahoma State on a Wednesday night. And to date, it's still the only time two top-10 Division I teams, men or women's, have played in a regular season game within the borders of the state of Nebraska. Another huge crowd of over 10,000 packed the Devaney Center and saw Nebraska demolish the Cowgirl. To the deep left side, Bonnie Turner throws to the high post. Griffin has it. There's a backdoor cut to Lindsey Moore. What a play off the assist of Kelsey Griffin. Best first half of the year for Lindsey Moore. And Riley's heave is not good. And the Huskers are blowing out the 10th ranked team in the country at the half. Just, again, the looks on their faces. Like, they were 12 minutes into that game. Kurt Butke and that team were looking to get out. They just, they just wanted to get out with any kind of dignity they had. Because, again, that Oklahoma State team was really, really good. 16.45 remaining. Turner blocks a three-point attempt into the hands of Redmond. Outlet pass to Bonnie Turner. One-on-one with Tegan Cunningham. Goes right around Cunningham. And it comes! And a foul! Bonnie Turner with 17. Here is Moore. On the right side, dials up a three. Lindsey buries a triple! Sonny Smallwood assistant coach jumps in the air. Lindsey has two threes. Huskers lead it 32 points. The fact that Nebraska won by 36 was one thing, but quite honestly, that game could have been 50. I mean, that was a game where Nebraska absolutely took their foot off the gas pedal and said, hey, no harm here. We have a lot of respect for you. Go home. And that look of appreciation kind of on Oklahoma State's face, it's like, hey, thanks for not beating us by 50. Stand and applaud, fans. You bet. Come to your feet. Nebraska has started 20-0. They're going to have a two-game lead in the Big 12 Conference. They remain one of only two undefeated teams in the country. They went undefeated in January. They have exceeded all expectations, and they have absolutely blown out a top-10 team on the floor of the Devaney Center for the first time in a long time, and that is it. Huskers are 20-0. 88-67 over 10th-ranked Oklahoma State in front of a big crowd of over 10,000. Next up was a Saturday afternoon nationally televised game at Devaney against 12th-ranked Texas A&M. The Aggies were one season away from winning a national championship and had a team loaded with stars. They also had defeated Nebraska by 43 points in College Station the previous season. The Huskers were out for revenge in front of another huge home crowd. And relocating is Griffin in the deep left corner. Now Corey Montgomery, top of the key three. She's on fire! Corey's on fire. She's got 18. Huskers lead it by 11. Danielle Adams blocked that top by Kelsey Griffin. That is a punctuation mark. That's going to do it. 18 seconds to go. Husker fans going nuts, and they should. The Nebraska women's basketball team has started 21-0. After playing in front of more than 10,000 Husker fans each of the last two games, the Huskers climbed to their highest national ranking ever.
now ranked third. Nebraska took to the road for two games, starting with longtime nemesis Kansas at historic Allen Fieldhouse on a Wednesday night. Looking inside for Carolyn Davis. The lob pass to Davis on the right baseline. That angle looks at a block by Catherine Redmond. And then Davis with three seconds in the lane. Good if it goes. Blocked by Catherine Redmond. Two blocks for the big cat before the first half clock expires. And the Huskers will go to the halftime locker room with a double-digit lead. KU was tough at home and hit their first 11 shots of the second half. The Huskers trailed in the second half of a game for the first time in almost a month, but Nebraska kept fighting. T for three, that was offline. Air ball, rebound, Kelsey Griffin back up, misses. Ball's on the floor, Vonnie keeps it alive, and Vonnie misses it. Rebound, Griffin a fourth time, and it counts! And a foul! Husker bitch going nuts! Kelsey Griffin, strong for the ball! Deep left side, ball's picked up by Lindsey Moore! Ahead it comes to Vonnie Turner, what a play by Lindsey Moore! And Bonnie will slow it down, and she's going to back it out, and KU's not going to foul, and Nebraska is going to survive this snake pit, and Husker fans stand and applaud. Your third-ranked Nebraska Huskers are 22-0. Next up was a Saturday afternoon game at Missouri, another house of horrors for Nebraska women's basketball. Again, the Huskers trailed in the second half. Mizzou led by six with three minutes left. Then Vonnie Turner took over. 42 seconds to go. Turner steals the inbounds play. Lindsey has it. Lindsey Moore going to back it out. 38 seconds to go. And she's fouled by Amanda Hanneman. Vonnie Turner makes the play of the game. She gets a steal. And Lindsey Moore will be at the line. I think I remember the plays from that game more than I remember the plays from a lot of other games because of the way that series had gone during that six or seven year span with Missouri. Like any time you were supposed to win, you lost. And so Vonnie's defensive plays in that game were huge because any defensive play you could make in the game meant they couldn't score. And so she had to make defensive plays and she wasn't alone. We had a defensive rebound as well. And so I think those are the things I remember about that game is just having to overcome the mental part of thinking that, hey, we're, we might actually lose this game. Has to throw it into Hanneman, deep right side. Stolen by Lindsey Moore, and she is fouled. That freshman makes another huge Jimmy. play, and that might seal the deal. Lindsey Moore takes it away, and Nebraska may get out of this for the win. The Huskers improved to 23-0 with an 82-78 win over the Tigers. Wins at Devaney against Iowa State and Colorado extended the winning streak to 25 games. Next up was a chance to win the first Big 12 Conference title in program history. But the Huskers would have to do it on the home floor of the defending regular season Big 12 champions, the Oklahoma Sooners. Leaving the pregame meal, we were ready to play. You know, we were pumped. We just had a mindset. We knew it was going to be tough. We watched them play UConn here. We watched them, you know, play teams tight or even, you know, like get big leads here. We knew it was going to be a hard place to play. They were going to have a good crowd. We knew it, but it was just tough. Kelly misses a second. Rebound Griffin. She puts it back and scores. Kelsey's got 30. She's got 30. Big Red leads at 78-64. We had nothing to lose this game. They had everything to lose, and we knew that coming in. Um, you know, everyone played loose. You know, we knew it was our game. We just had to go out there and take it. There's a couple of reasons I thought you wanted this game here tonight. Um, Last time I played here, my dad got his first chemo treatment, and it was a hard game for me. And I how, struggled. How much was that in the back of your mind when you went on the floor today? Uh, not so much when I went on the floor, but, you know, when I was getting my game face on in the hotel room and getting ready, um, going through my pregame routine, I was thinking about it. And, um, you know, how hard it was for me to walk off that court that last game and, you know, how much how much different things are now and where I'm at, how much more mature I am, my dad's health, 
how everything's going great right now and um, how I was really excited that I got another chance at Norman. Oklahoma, the game that Nebraska clinched the conference title at Oklahoma, I think that was a really memorable thing for me because of the way Vonnie Turner matched up with Danielle Robinson. Danielle Robinson's look on her face in the second half of that game was a look of utter frustration because of the way that Vonnie Turner was able to control her. On the right wing, works to the left elbow, drives right down the left lane line and gets the layup. Vonnie aggressively gets her first two, Huskers lead by seven. Vonnie came up with a huge steal. Um, I think it was like towards the top of the key, goes down, finishes, someone is chasing after her. I can't remember who it was, and ends up fouling her on the layup, and it's an and one, and that just kind of sealed it for us, knowing that I think that might have put us up like five or six or a couple possessions. Um, you know, we just told ourselves that we can do it. There's still time left, you know. It was a one-point game, couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, you know, we just knew that it was going to come down to possessions and who wanted it more at the end, and we just had to, had to find that little extra fight, you know, to push forward and um, really focus on the little things, taking care of the ball, rebounding the ball, being strong with the ball, and we were able to do that down the stretch and ended up coming up with the win. You know, I just told our guys in the locker room that, I mean, there's no better group to coach. I've, I've coached for a long time, and I've had good teams. I've had great kids, but I've never coached a group as, as mentally tough, as determined, as good a character that, that you're going to have. And this isn't just for our current players, and, and gosh darn, they deserve it, absolutely deserve everything that has come their way. But this is really for all, all the former players and, you know, even, you know, well beyond you know, my years at Nebraska. And, and also, it's for our fans. Just at that point, you know, the excitement of, you know, we just actually did this thing. And then Kelsey lifting up Tiny Neils as Simba, you know, it was definitely something that was always super funny to look back on, but just the excitement that we all had. And then going into the locker room, you know, you just kind of felt this, kind of like this weight lift off your shoulders just because that was our goal the whole time. And yeah, we just accomplished it. And at the same time, we're thinking about, well, we don't want to lose to anyone in the Big 12. So knowing that there's still more games, but to enjoy it because we just have done something that not a lot of other teams have been able to do in the Big 12. With the Big 12 regular season title secured, Nebraska came home to face Missouri for the second time. But this one would be in front of a jam-packed Devaney Center full of fans wanting to show their love for the Huskers including senior Kayla Kuhlman. It's incredibly humbling, something especially being away for so long that it seems like a different lifetime because your life changes, your roles in life change, and to look back and to think that you were a part of, of even a single sellout crowd is pretty awesome. And to remember running out and just seeing fans all the way up to the ceiling and thinking, gosh, can they even like see us down here? It's very humbling. That day that we were playing Missouri, I was in my office and it was, you know, maybe an hour and a half before the game. And somebody came in, I think it was one of our managers, and came in and said, you're not going to believe it, but they're ticket scalping outside of the Devaney Center. And I was like, no, they're not. And, and they were like, no, there's ticket scalpers. And, you know, it's women's basketball. It's a facility that holds 13,500 people. And there's ticket scalping going on. I mean, that's unheard of. I don't know, you know, I'm not sure nationwide. I'm not sure that's happened, but it, it happened I think it actually happened for a couple games, and it happened for that one, but that was another moment for me thinking, wow, this is really cool. This is really special that that many people want to come and watch a women's basketball game in uh, cold weather in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, it was 
crazy. Like nothing, you know, like we experience games where the fans are great no matter what, but just to have it be sold out and hear that roar of even more fans coming out to see what our team is doing, it was just phenomenal. I mean, it was full 45 minutes before the game tipped off. And the people who got in the door, who ran to the top of the building to sit in the wooden bleachers that were still at the Devaney Center at that time, and to make sure that they had seats in the wooden bleachers at the top, the buzz of the crowd beforehand, but the excitement after the game and the players' genuine, heartfelt appreciation for every fan that was in that building. I mean, they celebrated, they posed for every photo. Like, they had an expectation of doing trophy photos after that game, of cutting down nets after that game, of doing it all the right way. There was autographs after the game, and they would not leave. I mean, there were little kids and longtime fans who were lined up all the way around the bottom concourse in the Devaney Center, and I can remember telling the players, hey, we got to go. We got we've got to go guys and they just saying Grish we can't go this is never going to happen again for us and so walking all the way to the end of the line and telling the person hey stay with it if you really want an autograph they're going to give one to you so just stay here and so they did and those people waited the whole time I can remember after a game Kelsey Griffin and Lindsey Moore and and those those players sitting outside the locker room signing autographs for hours and then those kids are running to their school and saying oh look what I got and every kid wants that. Those players never ever backed away or said no to anything. And I think that's, you know, the wins and that were, that's what helped. But I think just the word of mouth of how great that team was that year. It was a, a great time, all that hard work. And it was just, it was a great celebration. And we came together, you know, and each one of those games after that, even though we clinched it, was special. Beating Missouri at home, you know, and cutting down the nets here you know, at the Devaney Center, you know, it was sold out. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I knew how special of a season this was on one particular game where I went outside to go get my suit that was left in the car, and I went outside and I saw the lines just wrapped around the Devaney Center, and I knew that we arrived and we had something really, really special here, and I credit all the players. The 67-51 win over Missouri included the presentation of the Big 12 Championship Trophy and the team cutting down the nets after the game. That was followed by a senior night win over Kansas for win number 28, and it set up a chance at history. If Nebraska could win the regular season finale at Kansas State, they'd become the first Big 12 team to ever finish the regular season undefeated. And a lot of Husker fans made their way down to Manhattan for a Saturday afternoon date with history. We want to win, and like you go into every game, you try your hardest to prepare, try your best to um, get your team prepared and, and mentally and physically, and then you have to come out and play well. And obviously, you know, the accumulation of game after game after game um, of us doing this all year long, all of a sudden now we're at this point. And so we got to do it again today. And it doesn't happen by just walking out of the court. You really have to be focused and be ready to go. Personally, I didn't feel like there was any pressure. Obviously, there probably was more than I wanted to make out to be, but you know, I think the biggest thing with the staff that we had in Coach Ori is that they just wanted to focus on that practice or that game or that shoot around, whatever we were in the moment, and to not get too far ahead and look too far into the future, but just to take it game by game, day by day. And I think a lot of it too is because of the fact that we did have six seniors that they understood that their time was winding down. 
and they, they couldn't look into the future because if so, they're gonna miss everything that they were doing at the moment. So I definitely think that there wasn't a lot of, a lot of pressure from us just because we knew that it's just one game, one possession at a time, one quarter at a time. And we just try to stay within ourselves and just do what we did. And partly I think is, I always felt so prepared going into games. We had gone through their sets, we'd gone through our defense and how we were gonna play against certain plays and situations and everything like that. And so I just, I always felt prepared going into games. I was never nervous because of the preparation that we did the week before, the couple days before. Nebraska trailed by seven at the half, but Kelsey Griffin put the team on her back, scoring 20 of her career-high 36 points in the second half. I just thought that's who Kelsey was. She was the kind of player that was going to do anything to help her team be successful. She sacrificed her body a lot, not just that year, but in all the other years that she played too, but she made it very easy. I mean, I had a lot of respect for Kelsey. Being, being a freshman here and playing the role that I did, like Kelsey was somebody I leaned on a lot. And I didn't always feel good enough or that I had all the skills to be successful, but she just always kind of spoke life into me. And so I was not at all surprised by what she did that year. Like I wouldn't have expected anything less. For me, that was a game where Kelsey basically was just saying, it, it doesn't matter whether I have help here tonight or not. We're gonna do this. I don't think that she would have let that game go any other way. I think she just decided that she would win that game. Shot clock dark, Montgomery throws it out to Bonnie Turner, and that's going to do it. And this team of Huskers likes to practice, and they say practice makes perfect. And now they are. Perfect regular season. Perfect regular season. Nebraska finishes the regular season perfect 29-0. The winning streak reached 30 as Nebraska beat K-State again, this time in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. That tied the longest winning streak in league history, but it came to an end with a conference tournament semifinal loss to Texas A&M. Despite the loss, the season was far from over. Next stop on the road to San Antonio, the Kansas City region, taking a look at the top half of this region, and there they are, ladies and gentlemen, Nebraska. The Huskers were a number one seed in an NCAA tournament region for the first time in school history. They went to Minneapolis as the top seed in the Kansas City region and had a lot of fans follow them to Williams Arena for a first round game against Missouri Valley champion Northern Iowa. And during Nebraska's domination of the Panthers, the Huskers leader went over a huge scoring milestone. Here we go, Kelsey's got 2,000! 2,000 career points for Kelsey Griffin! 22 in the game and the Huskers lead it by 30. Kelsey Griffin joined Karen Jennings and Martise Ivey as just the third Husker to score 2,000 points in her career. And Nebraska advanced in the big dance. Fans love it here in Minneapolis. Five seconds to go. Huskers are gonna win it by 39. They'll win their 31st game of the year, and they knock off Northern Iowa 83 to 44. UCLA was Nebraska's second round opponent in Minneapolis. The Bruins couldn't stop the many weapons the Huskers brought to Williams Arena. Quickly it comes to Bonnie Turner. She has a look for three. You betcha! Huskers have a double-digit lead, and Nikki Caldwell has to burn another timeout. High post, Kelsey Griffin sweeps it through, challenges Dixon, puts it up, has it knocked away, but Dominique Kelly finishes, and it counts! And a foul! What a big game for Dominique Kelly! As she hits the end one, she'll tie her career high. 
Lindsey puts it on the floor. High lob underneath. Caught by Griffin. What a catch. What a finish. Off the assist for Moore. Are you kidding me? Kelsey's got 18. And that will do it. And the Huskers are in the Sweet 16. Nebraska in the Sweet 16 for the first time in school history. This magical season continues. The Huskers go 2-0 in Minneapolis, and they defeat UCLA 83-70, and you can punch your ticket for Kansas City. The magical season would come to an end against Kentucky in the Sprint Center in the Sweet 16. A 32-2 record would be a bar set very high for all future Husker teams. And while there certainly was disappointment in not advancing further, it didn't diminish five amazing months and the greatest season in Nebraska women's basketball history. Our core values in our program were, you're gonna work hard, you're gonna have mental toughness, you're gonna have good character, you're gonna be respectful to others and, and be good teammates. And that particular year, it just all fell in place. And But it all started with you know the young people we had in our program. They all bought into the pyramid, which essentially is buying into the, you know, now people say culture and family and you hear those terms a lot, but that's what we were about. And that's what, you know, we tried to establish for, you know, well before that year. But I think, you know, that, that year was just a, a culmination of a lot of hard work and a, and a lot of uh, good people being there at the same time. The team itself, you know, is really what built the program that year and just how special each player was and the bond that we had with one another. We all got along really well and on the court and off the court, which really helped our chemistry and it showed, I think, in our play, whether it was through adversity or anything. So just the people is really what made that team in that year and the coaches as well. It was unreal. I've never had another leadership group in my entire career like I did that year. And I think my name gets tagged alongside the success of that year a lot, but each one of those players played a role and was part of the leadership. Even Nikki Bober, who wasn't able to play because she tore her ACL, her role on the team was just as important. And I think that's something that's really rang true throughout the rest of my career. And what I try to bring to my teams now is every player that I play with needs to feel validated and needs to feel important. And we got that that year and everyone bought into their role whether they played one minute, didn't play, or played the whole game. And I think that's what made that year so special. And it's a huge credit to those five girls who came in as freshmen, stuck it out, went through all the hard times to then understand how to get it done their senior year. The cool thing about it is uh, just the friendship that came from that team and how everyone, you know, everyone really did love each other. And it was so fun to be around because we had such good energy. And obviously it's easier to do that when you're winning games, but at the same time, it just was amazing to see just the relationships you have with everyone. Yeah, we won some really big games and there were some really big plays that happened, but I was just more excited to see them as people instead of as my teammates. I hope that the legacy of that team, and it has somewhat been the case, is that that team was the possible, I think, Several years later, in 2013, with a whole different group of people, except for Lindsey Moore, they went back to the Sweet 16. And that team had this belief that they were going to be there. Then Lindsey Moore went away. The next year, the team won the Big Ten tournament title. The elevation of success in that time frame reset the standard and the ordering. And I think as the foundation of this year's team is laid, I think that becomes the possible and what they're pursuing. And 
they're able to look at it and say, let's do more than that team. And I think that is what that team's legacy is, is that resetting the standard, reshaping the national scope, and showing everybody that at Nebraska, we can do this in women's college basketball. The accolades for that team are almost too many to mention. Connie Yori was named National Coach of the Year. Kelsey Griffin was a first-team All-American, Big 12 Conference Player of the Year, and she finished as runner-up for National Player of the Year. Corey Montgomery and Vonnie Turner were named to the first-team All-Conference team, and Turner was also Big 12 Co-Defensive Player of the Year. First number one seed in the NCAA tournament in school history. The 30-game win streak tied the conference record. The highest national ranking in school history, third. First unbeaten regular season by any Big 12 school. Lindsey Moore became the only point guard in NCAA Division I history to start every game for a team that went undefeated in the regular season. The first Sweet 16 in school history. The first Big 12 title for Nebraska women's basketball. The Huskers averaged over 11,300 fans per game at the Devaney Center. They were ranked in the top 10 in the national polls for 10 weeks. I think it was an out-of-body experience. Like, you can't even really believe it's happening while it's happening. And especially, you know, I never came to Nebraska to, to win a Big 12 championship. That wasn't something that I thought was on the agenda or really thought my career wouldn't be validated if I didn't do. But the fact that I was able to give back to the university, to the coaching staff, to my teammates that had done so much for me personally, and to be able to validate that with the Big 12 championship was really special. But um, yeah, I think it was just an out-of-body experience. It was unreal. I'm Matt Coatney. Thank you for joining me for this look back on the greatest season in Nebraska women's basketball history. Our team, our time. The preceding has been a Husker Sports Network original. Our team, our time was hosted by Matt Coatney. Executive producers were Matt Coatney and Josh Hilkeman. Co-producers were Tim Curran and Austin Orman. Sound design by Brett Whitty. Executive consultant was Jeff Grish. Additional audio was provided by Husker Vision. Subscribe to Husker Sports Network Podcasts for more great Husker Sports original episodes presented by JTech Construction.